Good morning, Flagler County, and welcome to Veterans on Point, a WNCF radio show developed in mind for our county's beloved and respected veterans population and anyone else listening via internet or podcast. I'm your host, David Lydon, the Flagler County Veterans Services Officer, and naturally I'm here with my friend and colleague at the office, Eric Flores. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Dave, and good morning, as always, to all our listeners out there. And hoping that everybody's doing well, enjoying this cool weather that we have. You know, I haven't seen the sun in a while, but that's fine. I mean, it's cool, nice weather. Well, it's uh, New Year's Eve. Looking forward to a great new year here in Flagler County. If you're lucky enough to live in Flagler County, you're lucky enough. And Eric, this week, uh, I've seen uh, some new residents coming into the county, too. Uh, There was a bunch this week, so... um, (laughs) They're flowing. They keep they keep flowing. Yes. Yep. The yes. uh, the ebb and flow, but the the flow is still open. Oh yeah. And uh, some are coming from from the west. Some are coming from the north. Some are coming from you know just as, you know North Carolina down here. But they they I say well who you know how the secret get out and they just laugh and yes. They, <laughs> but you know I, I've been reading some articles about uh, people that have been living in Florida, leaving the state, going to like Tennessee, uh, west side of of Georgians that that area by the mountains area. Mm-hmm. I don't know how true is that when I see these people coming and coming and coming, you know. So but yeah, I mean we keep we we keep seeing them coming. Yep. New and, veterans yeah. and new new uh residents of the county. So well this welcome here. Welcome to Flagler. Welcome aboard like we say in the Navy. And uh we are Flagler County Veteran Services and we're at the Government Services Building. Eleven 11, uh, 1769 East Moody Boulevard in Bunnell, room 108, and our phone number is 386-313-4014, and we appreciate appointments. Appreciate appointments because uh, when we got somebody sitting in the chair with us, we, we really hate to see you waiting because you may not, you know, it might be somebody has an appointment right after that, and you'll be, you know, we hate to see people waiting. So you know, and it happened often to me that uh, I'm, I'm thinking that this appointment is going to take only five or ten minutes. But after, after you question, 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 digging, digging, dig more, guess what? It take almost a whole hour to get. So if you don't want to be just like Dave say, waiting out there, please make an appointment. Right, and uh, even if you see nobody in our chair, that doesn't mean we're shopping <laughs> on Amazon. Indeed, you know we're spending time uh, looking at at uh compensation and pension examination reports and Research. decision letters and doing homework for another veteran's claim yes um we've been very very busy at it because when the va make mis- makes mistakes we're there to catch them and to help veterans get those fixed so um yeah so please don't hesitate to make an appointment 386-313-4014 and we'll help you yeah, don't feel bad when we tell you, you know, just let's go and make an appointment. We can, you know, we can take care of you right away. It's just because we want to dedicate some time to you, you know. We'll do it, you know. Right. We'd like to do it a good job. Uh, we got a few stubborn people that... Yes. That, oh, yes. yes we <laughs> don't want to make appointments. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, they, and they'll do it often and often. Yeah. And, oh, oh, oh I, didn't have a, I didn't have a copy of your, or your business card. Yes, you did. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> or go to the website. Go to the website. Yeah, please. It just it just makes it smooth for us and for um, the folks that we're helping, and and smooth for you. We you absolutely know, we yeah. want to make it easy for you too. 
So here's our legal loyal listeners, uh, Billy Jones and his wife, Joe, of course. Good morning, guys. And I got to say something about that. They, those nice folks are up there you know, visiting family in Tennessee, and they're listening to the show uh, uh, via the Internet because you can get WNZF anywhere in the world if you go to the Internet, even when it's live or, well, recorded, but when it's being played first time on the radio before it goes to podcast. And guess what, Eric? I, I messed up. So we're going to have an encore performance of the Star Spangled Banner by 16-year-old Olivia Evans uh, from Little Rock, Arkansas. Last, last week we finished the show with that, but I misspoke and uh, last week, and I got a call from the League of Loyal Listeners. <laughs> um, it was I could barely understand the voicemail, but because it, it was broken, they were up there in Tennessee, must be in the mountains or oh, something. Oh, okay, skiing in the mountain. Yeah, but they let me know that I made an error, and so what I I, I messed up Olivia's last name. Her last name is Evans, not Ryan, so it's Olivia Evans. And she is not the daughter of Joe Jones, which I went back and listened to, and I did say that. That was wrong. She is the daughter of Joe Jones's cousin, okay, Jenny Ryan Evans. But in any case, you'll be hearing Olivia Evans sing the Star Spangled Banner again at the end of the today's program. So enjoy that. Olivia does a beautiful job. So that's that's fixing my mess up. And uh, But the rest of our legal loyal listeners is Navy Master Chief Dan, his wife Kay. And Good morning. Kay's a little under the weather. Yes, but, I heard um, that. And we, you know, Chief's looking, Master Chief's uh, taking care of her, getting her on the mend again. So our prayers go out to Kay. Yes, get yes. well soon, Kay. And our Marine pal Jeff Kingdon, woodworker pal. He morning, is, Jeff. He's in Colorado. He's going to be flying back here. Uh, actually, I think uh, maybe... He's, he's here now? Uh, before, actually, before this broadcast, he'll be on his way back with his two of his grandkids to spend some time in Florida with them. You know, I spent some time uh, uh, Christmas Eve in a friend of my house for a little bit, three hours, and and uh, their son is in Colorado, too. He was, uh, the Denver Broncos were playing uh, that night, and uh-huh. he was in the stadium, so he Facebook, whatever you call that platform, uh-huh. and he was covered from head to toe. That's how cold it was there that uh, day. Oh, yeah, well. That's no well, yeah, because uh, Jeff Jeff texted me one day. Said it, I think it was like one below or something like that. <laughs> it was brutal. Um, yeah, that's those days are gone for me. <sighs> uh, we got talking Tom. Talking Tom, uh, you know, saw him at the VFW meeting this past week, and I saw Charlie Hanger there too. Yeah, I spoke with Tom briefly last week, Dave, and he was on the way to the hospital with uh, his wife. I hope she's doing well. Oh, right, right. Now, I did hear so. Eileen's hospitalized. So yes. So, Pray for you, Eileen, that you're getting well. And, of course, Charlie Hanger's wife, Jenny, is a listener. And then we have Valerie. Valerie uh, reminded me about a month ago that she's still listening. And we got Sharon and Bill and Shane and Norman and Howard and William and Keith. And and we got a few Jims and Jameses and Steves and, and the Gallaghers and William and James the Mailmaid. He left us a nice uh, voicemail recently. And he says he's got a, a new show on WNZF that that he he likes now with <laughs> uh, with Brian, Brian uh, the uh, owner of the Observer, yeah. Brian. So he he likes James likes that show too. And then we got Great. Don and Delmer and Michael and, and like I said, and then Mister Holt. 
And we can't forget Bicycle Frank. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. He would call. So, f- folks, thanks for listening. And Thank to all guys. our other listeners, we appreciate it. And we, we're hoping for a happy, healthy new year to oh, all yeah, of you. Indeed. Yeah, health. And, uh, of course, we have our Veteran of the Week. Palm Coast Observer is kind enough to put a Veteran of the Week in each, each and every week. And uh, this week's veteran is Thomas Rabino. He is a Air Force veteran. He served from 65 to 1969. He separated from the Air Force as a sergeant. He was a military air freight specialist. His hometown is Brooklyn, New York. Thomas Rabino enlisted in the U.S. Air Force at the age of 17, a veteran of the Vietnam War. He spent a year in Cameron Bay and earned a Vietnam Service Medal with Bronze Bronze Service Star, Republic of Vietnam Campaign Medal, an Air Force Accommodation Medal, among others. During his time in the Air Force, Rabino also served at McGuire Air Force Base in New Jersey, Otis Air Force Base in Massachusetts, Suffolk County Air Force Base in New York, and he went temporary duty to Okinawa Air Base in Japan. Rabino became a real estate agent in 1979 and then a broker in 1981. He owned his own real estate company in Suffolk County, New York, until 1998, when he and his wife, Carol, moved to Palm Coast. Rabino keeps busy today as a broker associate with Florida Homes, Realty, and Mortgage here in Palm Coast, Flagler County. Thomas Rabino, thank you for your service. Thank you, sir. And history remembered by Veterans on Point, as regular, regular listeners know, we like to mention a historic event from each of the days of our broadcast week. We hope it gives you something to remember, something to think about, go back and read more about. Veterans make history and are largely responsible for us being able to have a history. We mention the good, the bad, and the weird. No one country or people is perfect, but there still is no better place on earth. The world is safer and more prosperous because of the United States of America. Prove me wrong. Amen. And so far, nobody's proved me wrong. Uh, I think 2024, nobody's going to call. And like I said, we are not perfect. But if if you find fault, help fix it. Absolutely. Don't just complain. Let's go and help. So here's our history for the 31st of December through the 6th of January. On December 31st, 1946, U.S. President Harry Truman officially proclaims the end of World War II. On January 1st, 1863, the Emancipation Proclamation, which freed enslaved people in the Confederacy, the the states in rebellion against the Union uh, during the American Civil War, and the Emancipation Proclamation was issued by U.S. President Abraham Lincoln. On January 2nd, 1788, Georgia votes to ratify the U.S. Constitution, becoming the fourth state in the modern United States. Ja- January 2nd is also my parents' 59th wedding anniversary. All right. Happy anniversary. Happy Mr. anniversary, Mr. Mom Mrs. and Mrs. Lydon. Yep. On January 3rd, 1959, Alaska becomes the 49th U.S. state. On January 4th, 1896, six years after Wilford Woodruff, president of the Mormon Church, issued his manifesto reforming political, religious, and economic life in Utah, the territory is admitted into the Union as the 45th state. On 
on January 5th. January 5th is George Washington Carver Day. Did you know that? No. Me either. George Washington Carver was an agricultural scientist and inventor who developed hundreds of products using peanuts, though not peanut butter, as is often claimed. He also uh, developed a lot of products using sweet potatoes and soybeans. Born into slavery before it was outlawed, Carver left home at a young age to pursue education and would eventually earn a master's degree in agricultural science from Iowa State University. He would go on to teach and conduct research at Tuskegee University for decades. And soon after his death, his childhood home would be named a national monument, the first of its kind to be honored a black American. Always remember George Washington Carver's name. Always sounded uh, very regal and important. And apparently he was a very important He, he was, yeah. yes. Remember that from, from uh, elementary school. We learned about George Washington Carver. Okay, so January 6, 2021, supporters of President Donald Trump conduct a controversial protest at the U.S. Capitol where Congress was meeting to certify Joe Biden's win in the 2020 election. Trump and his backers alleged widespread voter fraud. And uh, not, not to, uh, we haven't heard the end of that one yet, so. Yeah. Um, but that comes to a point, that's the end of our history, and then we go right over to where I say, Drivers, 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 the DAV is seeking volunteers to take veterans from their homes to their VA appointments. And so you do not have to have a, you don't have to use your own vehicle. The DAV has veterans affairs vehicles that you will use. You do have to be insurable. You do have to be vetted by the VA. So please contact the DAV, Chapter 86, at 386-439-2122 and find out how to volunteer as a driver. And um, it's very rewarding. It's not an everyday type of volunteer job. You go on a list of volunteers. So if a veteran needs a ride, they go to their trusty, dusty list. And if you're available, good. If not, they move on to the next potential uh, volunteer. So please, again, give them a call, 386-439-2122. Speaking of the DAV, they have their their uh, membership um, appreciation. So and, and with their volunteers and spouses uh, are invited. And that's uh, going to be Friday afternoon, January 12th, 2024. It's a potluck dinner. Details to follow, but it's from one p.m. to 5 p.m. at the Palm Coast VFW 8696. And their adjutant, Larry, asked that you do, if you're listening, you know how to get a hold of the DAV by email. He's requesting that you send an email uh, as a reply and let them know that you plan on coming. Um, If you don't know their email, give Larry a call. You can reach him again at that DAV number, 386-439-2122. Remember, Friday afternoon is their is their uh, chapter appreciation uh, lunch, and it's from one to five. Eric, what do you have? You do you have something on your list over there you'd like to share? Yeah, I just want to talk, uh, and we talk about this all the time. Uh, <laughs> I had a customer, and this is what I'm what I'm going to say it again. How important it is. 
I had a customer last Wednesday, and she came to the office. Her husband is a veteran. Uh, he is enrolled in a VA healthcare system in St. Augustine, and uh, he's getting the service. But he was hospitalized. He is hospitalized, and uh, he missed an appointment for physical therapy because he was hospitalized. They did not know that. So she was kind of confused on how to navigate the system. And this is going to be real quick. And uh, at least, I mean, I, I, I told her, you know, how – how about contacting them back? Because she received a letter saying, oh, you missed your appointment. And uh, I tried her way. I tried by the letter calling the phone number. It didn't work. Nobody answered, of course. But I went my other way. I asked her, who is your doctor? Who is your, I mean, your husband, VA physician. And she told me that uh, who was. So I went to the VA uh, messaging system and uh, emailed him uh, about her situation. And he replied back to me, said, okay, I will forward this to scheduling. Uh-huh. And they will contact her because I gave her phone, phone number. So this is how important it is to be in the VA healthcare system. You know, uh, not just wait. Don't wait until, the, you know, it's too late uh, and because uh, you can get those services. And, you you know, we can follow up for you and help you out. Yeah. So that's an important thing, too, is that we are available to help out because we have access to the to the tools that the VA system, uh, we have, you know, we're county employees. I want to remind folks, we are county employees, but we have access to the VA systems. So when you have, you run in, if you happen to run into any obstacles with the VA, like Eric just did, and he mentioned, he reached out via email or Teams, Microsoft Teams, and we contact him and we, we fi- get those things uh, fixed. So I had a guy in this afternoon, Eric, and He's coming from Colorado, and he they were not happy with the VA healthcare system there. You know they uh, they have one. He says there's one medical center in all of Colorado that's in Denver. They're not they're not uh, they don't agreeable to let them use community care network and fight. They this guy was uh, is blind and has special needs, and uh, even with the I forget what organization it was, but it was uh, helping helping blind uh, individuals. But even they were unable to get the VA to budge in Colorado and let him see Community Care Network for, so he didn't have to drive a hundred miles to oh, the VAMC out there in Colorado and Denver. So I told him, I said, you should have a very different experience here in Florida, as uh, you know, probably ninety. You know, I use the number of 98%, but 98% of the veterans that we talk to in our, and through our office are happy with their VA health care. Naturally, you're going to run into, you know, every every so often something's not going to go just right, but that's going to be any place, any hospital you go to. But um, he was happy to hear that. And, um, you know, sp- speaking of, you know, speaking of the VA, and that this is this is something I wanted to bring up under our news or topics for discussion. And one of our surviving spouses kind of brought this to our attention too. And then I I've seen it in the news again. It's been popped up in the news where um, the VA has apparently been required to fund migrant care at the at the border, and. Um, that is, you know, I did some research before the show. I guess it's, from what I read, it's been a long-standing practice that VA helps the Immigration and Customs Enforcement with migrant care at the border or funds it. And um, I guess it wasn't well known because as it became known, 
it kind of got the ire of uh, some of the service organizations and veterans and, and, and some politicians. And you look back in the, in the news, uh, you know, the newspaper clippings or on the internet back to uh, a year ago. And, you know, the administration said they were putting a stop to it, but it's just, it must not have put a complete stop to it, or maybe they just was, it was uh, lip service because it came up again this month. And so there is apparently some legislation being produced to, to stop the uh, VA from funding um, migrant care at the migrant health care at the border. Now, this is especially when the VA says that they can't get to 308,000 claims that veterans, uh, you know, uh, whether they're compensation claims or pension claims. And not, you know, sometimes happens here in Florida, but if it's happening out in Colorado where they re, they're trying to get out of sending veterans to community care, I do know I've read that that the the VA is does have one of their deputy secretaries working on a way to try to undo the community care network so that they don't have to use it because it co- does cost them a lot of money. But if it's costing you a lot of money, why are you sending your why are you sending veterans uh, health care money or veterans uh, funds down to the border? So, what I'm going to just ask our listeners to do is just you know keep an eye out for it. You know, keep an eye out in the news. Um, check your sources. Make sure that if you're going to say anything about it, that you've double checked your sources, so that when you do you do talk about it, that you're factual. Um, and if you have your facts right, and it looks like uh, it looks like our funds are going to the border, then you know, give us a call. Maybe you know, we talk with uh, with our contact Randy Stapleford over at the congressman's office, and just let them know our disagreement with that, so that our local congressman knows. Um, and can bring that to to Washington. Okay? That's all. Keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open, and if it doesn't look right, you know, share that with us. Absolutely. And we'll share it with the congressman's office. Or you can go direct if you want yourself. Anything else on your list, Eric? Yeah, this came from VA uh, a couple of weeks old. A veteran who rely on a CPAP machine. They have sleep apnea, of course, or obstructive sleep apnea. Uh, They can... uh, uh, they can order their uh, sleep apnea uh, supplies online. They did uh, add a, uh, an online tool. Uh, it is in place, so you can go to your va.gov and uh, and order all those uh, supplies online. Uh, you can order also the eight uh, hearing aid supplies online, so you don't have to make an appointment to see an audiologist or see your doctor. You can order those supplies online. Uh, if you need more information, uh, if you want to do that, just give us a call at 386-313-4014, and we got you through the process. One thing about CPAPs, now we 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 get talked to or uh, a lot of inquiries about sleep apnea as a service-connected disability claim. Number one, you need a diagnosis. Number two, you're probably going to need a nexus, uh, an opinion letter from uh, the pulmonologist or the sleep disorder doctor. Number three. You better be using the CPAP. Oh, yeah, indeed. Because if you're going to make a claim for it and you're not using your CPAP, well, if they look into that, well, guess what? You're not going to get, you're not going to get your sleep apnea linked. Yes. So number one thing is to get treatment, is to get well. You know, that's, that's the number one thing. So if you have sleep apnea 
and you're losing oxygen and you don't want to you don't want to have long-term effects heart condition stuff like that use that machine you have to i use mine yeah i take Eric it uses his oh I, I you know even, even when i travel you know i'd rather to leave my 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 clothes behind but i <laughs> i bring my cpap machine with me yep you know it i can tell you firsthand it takes you got to be patient it takes a little while yes. to get used to it if you're just going to give it a night you're going to give it a week you're going to give it a month and you're going to get rid of it because it's uncomfortable well you haven't given it enough time you need you need to get acclimated to it um once you do it's uh it's well worth it so it we're is. we're uh to the wise use that machine we're down to the two minutes what else you got eric uh, I have something uh, about the medical care coverage. Uh, of course, if you have to be uh, hospitalized or you go to urgent care, make sure you notify VA within 72 hours. You oh, know, very important. Uh, save your uh, headache. Save you a lot of headache. You know, I seen people that go to an emergency room or go to urgent care clinic. They expect VA to know that, oh, yeah, they were there. No, they don't know anything unless you lo- you notify them. So if you don't want to end up with a bill, Please notify the Department of Veterans Affairs within seventy-two hours. So there are some uh, there are some pretty good intake people who will ask that question, but you can't rely on that. So yeah. make the call. Make the call. Save, save yourself a lot yeah. of aggravation. So as we said, we're down within the two minutes. So that means I got to let you know that that no country, no state, no community does more for veterans than the United States of America. The great and free state of Florida, the wonderful Flagler County, the lovely city of Palm Coast, and all of our beautiful beach cities. Be a victor, not a victim. Be educated, not indoctrinated. And most importantly, be kind to someone today and all this happy new year. And uh, stay tuned now for Olivia Evans, 16 years old, from Little Rock, Little Rock, Arkansas, who is the daughter of Jenny Evans. Ryan Evans, who's the cousin of Joe Jones here from Palm Coast. Enjoy, folks. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Happy New Year, and yeah. we'll see you next week, sir. Take, bye-bye. Bye-bye.